0: This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on, Smooth Operators? Hope you're having a good start to the week. And thank you so much for joining me today. And as we're going to dive into something that is not only useful from the team leading perspective, but also from the personal one. This is one that's near and dear to my heart because it's one I've fallen guilty and have, you know, experienced the positive and negative effects of in my professional and personal life. And that's Parkinson's law. So if you haven't heard of Parkinson's Law, it's the idea that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. This may mean you take longer than necessary to complete a task, or you procrastinate and complete the task right before the due date. So particularly that first part is what I've noticed, not only in myself, but in teams I lead. It takes so much longer. To complete a task than we ever thought was possible and this can happen in all sorts of different areas of the business but in particular we see this with projects we definitely see this with recurring tasks so tasks that take place on a regular every week or every month as scheduled it's just part of the routine of running the business as a recurring task But we also see it in more, man, this is where leadership, you got to look at yourself in the mirror here. I really see this in planning, where a plan will never quite seem to come together. It'll remain in planning mode. Have you ever noticed that? We're never good at like making that pivot and saying, all right, well, what now? Get out of planning mode. And make a deadline for that. And finally, man, this is a tough one. We see it in meetings. You think, Adam, what are you talking about? Have you ever noticed if you set up a meeting to take an hour and you put it on the calendar for an hour, 99 times out of 100, it will take an hour. Because that's the time you gave it. Have you ever thought about setting up a meeting and deliberately giving it less time? What would happen if you had a planned 15-minute meeting and you deliberately said, this is 15 minutes, we're in and out? How much do you think you would get done in 15 minutes versus that full hour? How much less would Bob, the team member that likes to go on tangents and get away from the task at hand, How much less would he do that, and how much less would anyone else on the call tolerate it? Because they're all looking at the time, knowing that we got to get done. Try it on for size. Try that one on. So there's a couple reasons that this happens from my perspective, just working with team members over the years and myself. (laughs) The first one is that idea of just procrastinating and waiting on doing something. We all have the tasks that we don't want to do. We know that, and so we put it aside, knowing that we have to later to finish it. There's also distraction, where we're working on something and we get distracted by something else. We get a slack message that we think needs our attention right now. And because we kind of don't want to be doing that task anyway, we allow ourselves to be distracted allow ourselves to be pulled away. There, of course, is general time-wasting. I mean, that's just part of the human condition. Anyone tells you that they're productive 24 hours a day, seven days a week, sorry, you're not. And that's okay. Don't be too hard on yourself over that. But just acknowledge that time-wasting is something that happens. Finally, there's two more. And both are kind of equally annoying. (laughs) The first is shiny objects, where we're working on something and we think of something bigger, think of something different. We're no longer within the scope of what we're working on, but we get distracted by a shiny object. That is the one, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the most guilty of, because I'll be working on a project and I'll start to see the second and third order effects or start to see the next level. And I need to constantly remind myself to stay in the moment. To get the task done. Because a a done task better than a not done task. And finally, perfectionism. Feeling like something is never quite right, never quite ready. Well, if you wait for something to be ready, it will never be ready. It will never be perfect, ever. You're always going to find ways to pick it apart. But just remember your 80-20 principle at this time. Done's better than not done, right? So, there's ways we know that we can do this for ourselves. We can uh, battle Parkinson's Law. I want to kind of switch, flip the script here, and really focus on how we can do it for our team. Our team is looking to us to lead. And there's ways that we can combat this without, you know, having to ride everyone's rails and having to feel like we're the bad guys, you know, constantly looking over everyone's shoulder. We want to stay out of micromanagement, right? Who wants to be a micromanager? You're listening to the wrong show. We don't want to be micromanagers. We want to be leaders. So I mentioned the first overcome ways to overcome this, which is to limit your time in meetings. Be super deliberate about this. And maybe as an aside, like take a stopwatch to a meeting. Don't tell people you're doing the stopwatch. But every time the meeting goes off rails or isn't focused, stop the time. See how much time that meeting actually takes so you have a baseline to work from. Because you may be giving that meeting an hour, it only needs a half an hour, only needs 20 minutes. Whatever time it actually needs, give it that time. But start with the baseline. So another way we can do this from the team perspective again is to use time trackers. So Asana is the project management tool I use. Uh, With my team members, we also use Time Doctor. Uh, That tracks our payroll. It it makes it nice and neat uh, to do payout at the end of the week. Well, Asana and Time Doctor have an integration where you can be working on a task within Asana, and you hit this little button for Time Doctor. It'll switch your task in Time Doctor, and then at the end of a period, say the end of a, a month or a I really don't recommend a weekly cuz it's just too little data, but monthly or quarterly you can pull those time reports and see where the time is actually going. That will allow you to make, you know, a better estimate of what time is actually required and if you have to purposely limit it. I do try to be really really firm about deadlines. And from your side you need to be dil- diligent about deadlines too. Deadlines are made for a reason. They really need to be met. And how are you establishing those deadlines? That's really where agency comes in. Uh, I've talked a lot about agency on this podcast and giving your team the ability to influence when things are done or how things are done. Gives them agency even if you are actually controlling it. You know, that perception of control. It's an art form unto itself to give someone the perception of control and we're steering things in the direction we want them. We can definitely do this with deadlines. And when they have agency in there, well, that makes a big difference. And with deadlines, we do have to battle uh, procrastination, don't we? That's why I like to use check-ins. I've mentioned before on this podcast with my team, I do a daily update. Daily. I don't tend to like to do task management daily, because honestly, I don't want to think about that. I want to assign my team in sprints where they have their tasks for the week. That's what they're expected to get done the order that they do it. And I do not care. That's up for them to manage. I give them agency over their own day-to-day management. But I like to use check-ins, though, on the daily update where I'm asking, hey, how are things looking on this project or that project? By this time, we should be ready to do X, Y, or Z, right? We can do this in a way that's not really pushy. It's not wishy-washy either. It's just checking for status check. That's all it's doing. And we can definitely do this in a way that doesn't feel like we're looking over their shoulder, but rather we're doing it out of the fact that that's our responsibility, to make sure everything's moving forward, and if they need support, please let us know. See how I just flipped the script on that? I didn't say, hey, I need an update on how we're doing. Say, hey, I just want to check in on this project. How are things going? If you can let me know if, if we need to shift some more assets that way, please let me know now so I can make those accommodations. See how the framing of that's so much different? Finally, I am enamored with the idea of creating routines with my subordinates. So sitting down with your with your direct hires, your direct reports, and actually helping them create their daily sprint. What are the daily and weekly tasks that they do? Let's get them organized in a project that's just for them. So they know what they're doing every day. They're working from that. They have agency because they helped you create it. And now when they look at that task list, they know they have to get through it. They have a lot of time to get through it. My goodness, look how much of a difference that makes. How much time wasting do you think is going to go on here? How much procrastination do you think is going to go on? They know they have a job to do. And they helped create that routine so much to be said about that. And from my own side, I encourage this with my team as well, and I do this as part of my, you know, my duties as a leader on the on the team. I will, you know, occasionally give my team tips on things that are working for me. And I'm particularly enamored with using my phone alarm to set a 50-minute timer and work on a hard project in that 50-minute sprint. We can do so much in 50 minutes if we only give ourselves 50 minutes. And I then teach my my team members that. I let them know that little trick. And any little productivity trick that you pick up or that you find gives you energy, you hired these people based on a cultural fit. Don't you think that some things that work for you may work for them? It's all about... Openness, it's about, you know, creating that culture of sharing. Your team members, they may not adapt what you take and what you deliver in kind of a hip pocket training, but they certainly respect you for it. And some might just adopt that. You never know. At the minimum, they're going to respect you because you were so open about it. And this is. I won't uh, pretend that anything in this is a one-stop shop. We'll solve Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law will be with us. It will always be with us. And I think understanding that is is really helpful. You will always have this law to wrestle with. But how are you going to wrestle with it? You're never going to win every time, but you increase your chances through some of these structures, through some of these leadership mechanisms, to combat it as much as we can, so that we can slowly move away from that and have it be less a part of our professional life. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Go ahead and get after it, and I will see you on the next episode of Smooth Operator. Until next time, operators, lead the way. All right, that wraps up for this episode, but don't let the learning stop here. Join us in the Facebook group where we'll be sharing the latest tactical techniques and tricks that we're seeing work in companies just like yours. Go to adamliette.com slash Facebook. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash Facebook.